Daily. I'm your host, Tony Fry. Today is episode number 91, where we are talking about word of mouth by the Kinks. Um, specifically the song, not the album of the same name, which was released November 19th, 1984, on the album Word of Mouth. Um, so it was recorded between August and September 1984 with uh, Bob Henry on drums. These are the first sessions where Mick Avery isn't on drums. Um, he departed the kinks during the recording of this album. So he, he and Bob appear uh, on several tracks on the album. But the sessions that produced this song, which were between August and September, um, Mick Avery's not there. It's Bob Henrik on drums. And you can feel the difference. And this is why I'm reluctant to do a lot of songs off this album because I'm not a huge fan of this album in general. There are some gems, of course, as with every Kinks album. But uh, it this is I, it starts to feel to me, to my ears, as a musician, taking my Kinks fandom out of this. But as a musician, it's starting to feel like a studio band. And I don't mean that like like the Beatles were a studio band when they did Abbey Road, but they were a band. This is starting to feel like uh, like the studio bands Brian Wilson would compile, where you just get some great players to come in and record your tracks with you. And so it feels to me like it's it's Dave and Ray the kinks with a studio band behind them because it's it it feels and some of this can be attributed to the production style of 1984 i admit that but it it feels like guys that uh that go in and and we're doing a rock song. This is the drum beat I play for a rock song. This is the bass line I do for a rock song. And you make it work over those chord changes or that or the or whatever, you know, the style of the song. Now we're doing a country song. This is my guitar part for country songs. This is my jazzy drum sound, right? It sounds like guys that just, they are just meant to churn out track after track after track. And that's not to diminish them as musicians. You have to be an amazing musician to pull that off. But in a lot of those cases, because they don't play together with the band on a regular basis, because they don't have a history of developing that musical instinct that longtime bands have that Mick Avery had with Ray and Dave. Um, it it just feels like everybody's playing their part by themselves and they're not really collectively playing like a band. I, that's hard to explain. And maybe it's something, maybe every musician that's listening to this is going, I totally know what he's talking about. And every non-musician is like, what is he talking about? Of course they're playing together. They're, you know, whatever. But it's just, there's, there is a disconnect between when five people who are great musicians get together to just read the sheet music and put down a recording. And then there's a different sound and vibe when it's five guys or people that have been playing in a band together for years that go in and do the same thing. You develop instincts, you develop a, a language between each other, a camaraderie. I know what the drummer's going to do. I was in a blues band for a long time. And there's a recording. We used to do... Uh, 
when we were soloing, there's two guitars and a piano, bass and drums. Um, and we used to do, when we were soloing, every now and then we'd slide in a... Into our solos. as just an inside joke to us, right? And in a gig, we would maybe do it two or three times. And it wasn't a big deal. But I have a recording of us doing, I think, Sweet Home Chicago. And the piano player does. And this was always improvised. We did it in a different spot every time. It was just to get a laugh out of the band. Um, and, and we're playing a song, like I said, I think it was Sweet Home Chicago. And the piano player in the middle of her solo drops one of these little tags in it and instinctively without any rehearsal, without never having done this live before myself and the other guitar player respond in harmony with each other. And the drummer underneath us is doing the fill with us because we're all listening to the piano player and responding to her in real time. And because we were all so instinctively uh, uh, players that instinctively knew what each other was capable of, what each other could do, we responded to that little lick in her piano solo with uh, what seemed to be like a rehearsed uh, moment. And it wasn't. And you don't get those kinds of moments when you're just hiring a guy to come play on your session. Now, obviously, Bob Henrich, great drummer, and would go on to tour with the band and play with them for a while. And and all these guys, they didn't use studio guys. Typically, they used guys that would go on the road with them. But at some point, because you know they weren't in the trenches with you in 1965, and they didn't suffer th- with you through the highs and the lows, um, it's harder to develop that instinct. You know, by the time Bob Henrich joins the band, they are a polished machine and, and there's not a lot of room for that instinct to develop. You know, they're going a hundred miles an hour. So <coughs> short story long, I get that feeling from this track and a few tracks on this album. Uh, I miss Mick Avery on drums and I'm not going to apologize for that. The song was recorded or was performed live um, uh, on the supporting tour of this album. In my opinion, should have had one less verse and um, a proper guitar solo. Dave starts to get to shred in the last few seconds of the song as the speed, uh, as the tempo speeds up and he gets to start showing off. This song in particular needs uh, a shredding guitar solo. Because there's not a lot going on. It is, for the most part, in two chords, G and D. Um, If you go to kindakinks.net, we love those guys. Dave Emlin does a great job over there. He's got the chords to this song. I think they're wrong. Uh, They list it as a G to a G sus4. It's actually a G to a D chord. I'm sorry, a C chord. I remember we talked about this on uh, I've Got a Feeling by the Beatles. This little lick where you play um, a chord across the fret. So like an A chord, right? And then you go like that. 
right? You're actually going to the four chord, A to D, all right? Um, with that little inflection. So you're technically going to another chord, but it's not functioning as another chord. It's actually just functioning as um, just a harmonic movement within the melody. So we've got that. That's what he's doing way up here at the 12th fret. I can't do it on acoustic. I don't have a cutaway on this. Um, but he's doing it on the 12th fret. That's all it is. And then later in the song, you hear um, he switches to, he's playing it on the 3rd fret, the G chord. And this is the same move, but it's different fingerings. So when you play the... Um, chord like if you're playing guitar on an f-shaped chord and then you lay down your ring finger across that fret the third fret of the chord you're doing the same thing so this right it's all just the same move so he's actually going uh, a c or g chord to c chord and then for the verse, he does a D chord. And then on the bridge, he shifts up a half step to D sharp or E flat. And that's it. That's the whole song. There are literally, for all intents and purposes, three chords in this tune. And that's it. And then the shift uh, during that bridge, people talking, trying to dig up the dirt. Um, that's just a half step up. That's not really that much of a shift, really. So there's not a lot going on. And it's a pretty, uh, like I said, a pretty average guitar riff, which, you know, it, it's, it, this sounds like a bunch of guys, even the guitar parts that are Ray and Dave sound like they're just kind of phoning it in. You know, this is how we play hard rock. Um, so it really could have used a guitar solo break because you hear Dave start to lay into it at the end during the fade out and, uh. And and he's got something going, and then it ends. So that would be my take, is I would have loved to have heard a, a guitar solo on it and maybe one less verse, because it does, um, it clocks in at almost four minutes. Which for a song like this, to not have a, a guitar break or a really definitive bridge is kind of long. And so this song gets a little bit, repetitive and redundant it's one of those tunes i like it for the first two minutes or so and i was like all right i can go on to the next track so that is word of mouth if you agree with me or disagree with me i'd love to hear about it um give me a call 925-494-1739 and leave me a voicemail about this song or any song um in the kinks beatles or solo catalogs and i will play it on the podcast and you can also join our discussion group at herohabit.com and um, start a conversation there about whatever songs you want. All right. Uh, that's it for me. Today is February 14th. So happy Valentine's Day to everybody. And um, I will talk to you guys on Monday. Bye. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.